Welcome to the Full Armor of Game with Zardanya and the Texan Prince, a.k.a. Adam. This is episode 18, and today we're going to talk about Adam's dating journey from beta to alpha, from dud to stud, from barnacle to diabolical. We're going to get into the details. I mentioned we actually talked about my dating journey on the last episode. I hope you guys learned a lot especially for my beta male story at the end of that podcast. Make sure you don't miss it. Now, eventually, throughout this podcast, we're going to hear about Adam's beta male story, his beta story. We all have one. There's no shame to that, fellas. We've been there before. No one is born in alpha. You are made into one. You bring the crowns and heads of conquered kings to my city steps. You insult my queen. You threaten my people with slavery and death. Before we start, I want you guys to know that we have a special coaching program that's coming up soon. Okay, we'll get into details in the middle of the podcast later on, but right now, we just want you guys to stay tuned if that's something you'd be interested in to have a special coaching session with me and Adam, a.k.a. the Texting Prince. Stay tuned. We'll give you all the information you need in the middle of the podcast. Okay, let's get started. So, Texting Prince, good to mm -hmm. see you again, man. Yeah, good to see you. I can tell he just hung out with a girl last night, so recovering <laughs> a little bit. but Late night. Late night. We're going to do the best we can, okay? I wanted to ask you first, and I think a lot of people are also interested in how you first started your journey into mastering game. What got you interested into the female mind, attraction, seduction, the ladies, every guy's favorite, right? The women. Yeah. Okay. So what led me, it happened basically in high school. Uh, but what led me to actually trying to get better was I remember in grade school, my parents took us to Barnes and Noble and let me and my brothers pick out a book. My brother got some fiction book. I don't know what my other brother got, but I went for a Monopoly strategy book. I remember I was around like second grade and that was when I was would read that to try to figure out how to beat my brothers in Monopoly and buddies Monopoly. I remember like really early on, I learned you can learn a lot of crazy stuff uh, from books or just other information. And so then in middle school, kind of the same idea, except with poker, I got really into playing Texas Hold'em. So I would buy all these books, read them. And I had such an edge over my competition at kids my age or just people I would play because I had like an, a hidden knowledge that they just didn't even, they weren't even aware of. Uh, but when it came to women... It was uh, it was probably high school when I started to really notice that I could get attention from women because I was social and I had different friend groups. I was like pretty social with everybody, but I never could get a girl past the friend zone. And it would always happen that I'd like a girl uh, and I'd think, OK, maybe this is the one. This is the girl. And then over time, it would just fade out. I like you as a friend and all that. Uh, and so... 
it was high school when I started to realize like this, this is, uh, there's gotta be a better way. And mm -hmm. it wasn't until late high school that I actually started to dig in and I found like some eBooks on the internet of stuff about how to get better with women. And I was like, mind blown. It was like this guy, he was like a really short fat, well, relatively fat. He was like five foot six or seven and he was an ex hypnotist and he had all, but he had all these crazy stories in this game. And I was like, is this really possible? And so that started my journey to be like, okay, there's definitely more to everything that I've been doing. Yeah. Do you remember a time? I know we've all been there where you put yourself in the friend zone. I hate when guys say she put me in the friend zone. No, you put yourself in the friend zone. How many times did that happen to you? And were you ever heartbroken when a girl you really found beautiful, you thought was attractive, said, hey, listen, I think it's best if we were just friends, okay? Or I only see you as a friend. How many times did you go through that? Because I know I went through that plenty and it hurt. It hurt like hell. It made me want to change. I want to know if you went through that same transition. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's two stages to that same transition because a lot of my life, like early high school, I would have been put there blatantly, but I just didn't even have the balls to make a move. So I just kind of never progressed anything, never even tried. So I never necessarily got flat out. Hey, I like you as a friend. It was more like I was hanging out with a girl. I really liked her. And then eventually she just had a boyfriend. And it was some other guy. It wasn't me. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when I actually... I really liked a girl my junior year, I believe, of high school. And I was like, dude, this girl's amazing. She's a unicorn. Um, and went on like a two dates with her. And then she got back together with her ex-boyfriend, who she always complained about. And I remember that was like, I did all the wrong things. Like, hey, what did I do wrong? All that stuff. And I remember finally she told me, like, you never made a move. She's like, I liked you, but you never made a move. And that one was like real because I was old enough to understand, like I thought I had a chance and all that stuff. So that's when I it really hit me. And I was just like, that sucks. And mm -hmm. she went back with the ex that she was telling me all these bad things about. I can't believe she would go back. And I still mm -hmm. had no clue about game in a sense. But that was the moment where I was just like, I have to figure this out because it sucks. Yeah, you were the emotional tampon. And I've been there before, fellas. Let me tell you something. There's nothing worse than being that emotional tampon a girl will expel all her issues on talking about the toxic ex-boyfriend. And next thing you know, she's getting back together with them. Meanwhile, you thought you were doing everything right. I was listening to her. I was being compliant. I was her therapist. Why did she go back out with them? There's nothing more demeaning. And two things you said. You said how you asked her, what did I do wrong? never i learned that too because i used yeah. to say the same thing you never want to ever ask a girl that fellas you're seeking her validation seeking her approval it, it's very repulsive so never ask a girl what did i do wrong and another thing passive women don't like passive because being passive is not a masculine trait that's not a masculine trait so i can't tell you how many girls told me they didn't hook up with this guy because he was too passive, even though they found him attractive in the beginning. So, yeah, well, and, and even looking yeah. back on my yearbook, uh, it's so funny to look back at even my middle school or high school and so many of the girls, because again, I was friends with a lot of girls. It wasn't like I was a social pariah. 
Mm-hmm. I was friends with a lot of girls. Some of my best friends are like the best athletes in the school. So I was around pretty girls and all that stuff. But like, even in the yearbook, it was all like, Adam, you're such a nice guy. Never change. And I had that <laughs> over and over and over and over again. And it'd be like, they give me like their phone number, but it was just like a friendly, like, Hey, if you ever want to hang out as friends, you're such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Never change. And like, I would take that again, back in those days, I thought that that was my, though, that's the quality. These girls finally see that quality in me. I'm the nice guy. And that was the mm-hmm. one that I always tried to, you know, use as my trump card to women. And it's just so opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, female dating advice, right? Adam, yeah, you're oh, so yeah. nice. Never change. They're setting Never you up for change. failure. <laughs> Never change. So in 25 years at our family or our reunion, our high school reunion, I can come back with six kids and I can wife you up and you can be my beta, Adam. So never change. Yeah. I might need you in about mm-hmm. 25 years. Never change when I'm done being ran through with all the <laughs> alphas that I want. That's that's yeah. what that code. That's that's the code for that, Adam. Yeah, it um, sure is. So what what books really changed your life with the whole manosphere out there, the red pill movement, even the pickup artists, the dating coaches? I know you're an avid reader like I am. We talked about the pickup artist, the mystery method, David D'Angelo's book, Double Your Dating. So what what really changed your life or your approach when it came to women and dating when you first read this material or when you were even online reading material was it the pickup artist days or was it more of the red pill yeah good question uh and it's so funny because i think on everyone's journey some books are way more impactful depending on when you read them like if it was mind-blowing because it's the first you ever read about that subject where later on you read a book that might have been better but you already knew some of that base knowledge so it doesn't stand out as much to you. Um, I definitely was heavy into the pickup stuff. I didn't learn red pill till later on. I didn't have any divorces in my family. I didn't have any like bad, you know, um, like all my family, uh, like relatives, all that really close knit, not a lot of divorces, breakups like that. So we didn't have any drama. So I didn't really learn about the red pill till later on. But I remember when I was going to, when I was going to go to college, because when I was about right before 18 is when I decided to like look into it and start learning game from eBooks or whatever I could get my hands on. And I made the decision that when I went to college, I was going to be a player and I had a fresh start. I could just, you know, start from square one. Um, like I said, I was already social with women. I just didn't understand any game. So once I started to realize there's actually something I could do about that, I was like, no, I'm going to become a player. Um, and so Early on, to me, a life-changing book only because I think it was so early on was The Mystery Method. I know you read that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was because I was freshly into college where we were in a college town. And so all of that stuff in that book is stuff I could try out at, you know, I could read it and I could try it out that night because there's always a party to go to or there's always a social event. So because of my time of life and because I was just learning like, oh my gosh, there's a way that you can actually just like I learned in Monopoly, you can get better at Monopoly, you can get better at poker. I was like, there's a way to get better at women. And so I was heavily into game to the point where my freshman year, we went, I went to the the bookstore. Um, it's called the Coog because I was a WSU Cougar in Washington State. And I would pull out like a fitness magazine and I would pick up game books I hadn't read yet, like The Game by Neil Strauss. And I would have that book inside of my sports magazine and I would sit in the college uh, bookstore and I would just sit there and just read for a couple hours after my classes because I was just so hooked. 
I didn't want anyone else to know I was learning games. So I would cover it up. I would lock myself in my dorm room and, uh, you know, get caught. Like I remember there was multiple times buddies thought they caught me like masturbating, but really I was just locking my door learning game. I didn't want anyone to know I was, you know, it's not that cool as a guy to learn, you know, to be like, Oh, I'm learning game. It was still so stigmatized at the time. Uh, so I just took every opportunity I could get. And I was really into the game part because, um, I have like a playful kind of flirty personality with women. Mm -hmm. So there was so much I could work with, with that. Yeah. Especially with your, your Texan game, you're known as the Texan Prince. If the listeners out there don't know that, and you have some of the best Texan game I've ever seen, you've really become a master at the art of Texan. And I always wondered how long did it take you to really master the game of messaging, texting, messaging on dating apps, where you just got it. And I see the proof is in the pudding with your screenshots you have and women really respond to you in a positive way. Either they're laughing, they're calling you that lovable asshole, they're role-playing back with you, they're teasing you, they can't wait to see you, and you just figured out a way to stimulate women through messaging, which I think a lot of men have trouble with because they're too boring, they're too vanilla, they're too bland, there's no excitement with their messaging game. They say the same thing that other beta males are saying. It, And that's the biggest issue is men don't have that creativity. They don't have that game that you do. Like, how did you go through that process? Were you writing things down or you just figured it out? Well, it, it took me a while to get it in messaging because I was learning all this game I could use at parties and I could do in conversations. I could learn how to tease women and challenge them and be playful and play games with them and in person. And, but I remember um, one of the first moments where I actually was like, you know, looking back on it where I was morphing into what I became now was we had, cause I was in a fraternity my freshman year and I was like learning game rapidly and getting good. And I was fearless. I was going to, random girls talking to them, doing all the stuff that you're, you know, supposed to do when you dig in. Uh, and so I was in a fraternity. So there's a bunch of guys from just, you know, different high schools, athletes, scholars, you know, whatever, just, um, just a bunch of different guys from different walks of life. And I remember specifically, there was this one guy that we would label a Chad. This guy was six foot three, six foot four. He was a state championship receiver on his football team he had a six pack. He was an absolute like just stud wise. He was like a 4.0 student. He had the brains. And this guy would get all these looks from women and he had no idea what to do. He would freeze. He would freak out. <laughs> and so the first time that I really became known in my college or my fraternity is the guy to go to for like game advice was um, I would we would have like meetings with other sororities and I would always like pass around a piece of paper and I would set up like a movie date night between you know if it was christmas time with this sorority the kappas like movie date night we're gonna watch elf sign up below and I, you know i get their contact number their or their name their phone number and all that and so i started to branch out and network with other sororities and so we would like meet up with some of these sororities and this guy would like meet some girls that caught his eye and i remember he'd be like man i really like this girl what do i do I was like, oh, dude, easy. Because I saw his text and the girl was so interested in him. And I just grabbed his phone. I was like, do you trust me? He's like, I'm scared, mm -hmm. but sure. I remember I sent like two or three texts. 
And all of a sudden, this guy had a date with this girl that he really liked and he was mind blown. And that to me was mind blowing for me because I was just like, oh, he really didn't. I kind of forgot the process I had already learned. But that was one of the things where texting became a thing where guys would hand me their cell phone and I would ghost text women for these guys and set up dates or, you know, this guy's like, hey, I want to I want to get a sexy pick. How do I do that? And I'm like, I, I got you. Mm -hmm. Uh so that was the first evolution was I got really witty and I could really game women on the phone. And I could really kind of work behind the scenes with texting. That was my first evolution. And then my second evolution went more of where I learned how important it is, how important it is to frame yourself as like a busy guy, a leader in that aspect. So I, I had the witty game down. I could get girls interested, but I became kind of a, um, I didn't have them waiting around for my texts. It was more of like, oh, this guy's fun to talk to. I'll hang out with them when I can. Then I morphed it to, I was learning all these business books, all these self-improvement books about setting goals, being busy and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's what I should be doing in my life. And then, you know, I know that women are attracted to successful men and all that. So then I put that piece into my texting game where I realized women are attracted to guys that are going places. How can I now add that into my existing game I had with women so I didn't have to be a dancing monkey. I could more set time bombs and have women kind of just grow more attracted through time because I was using psychology of like being busy, looking like you're going places, framing mm -hmm. yourself as a busy guy, setting goals, ambition. Um, so there's kind of two big morphs of that. I love hearing stories like that because that just shows the guys out there that we've been doing this for a long time. We didn't just begin teaching about dating. Like we always had a love and passion for this. And it shows in our stories because I can relate to that guy giving you his phone and him trusting you here, text this girl. And the magic just unfolded, right? Similar to me with my brother, gave me the phone. He's like, Danya, here, work your magic, right? Within an hour of texting this girl, he met up with her that night and slept with her, right? Because that's, that's the beauty of game. You need to have messaging game as well. And another thing, you reading books, a lot of people out there think think that books are useless and a waste of time. That's not true. It depends what kind of books are you reading. Okay. If they're psychology books, books that are business oriented, books that can teach you certain things, it's just going to enhance your personality and knowledge. And you're living proof of that. And another thing, just because you're tall and you look like the Chad, whether you're six foot three to six foot five, whatever, six pack abs, you're the best looking guy, doesn't mean you have game. And guys think that you just need good looks. Guys think that you just need to be tall. You need to have a six pack. You need to have money. Does that all help? Yes. But if you don't have any game, you are fucking useless with all those gifts God gave you. So you, the game is very important, fellas. Okay. Women appreciate looks. We keep telling you that. But with the game we teach you, even the average looking guy can have success especially with the coaching that we teach you fellas. So the next, the next question. Oh is, yeah. Oh, real real quick on that though is, yeah. Um, that's also what it taught me too, was that I thought for a while it was just my game worked for me, but by being able to then show other guys, it was like more of the pattern of women, how to toy with them, how to challenge them, how to play with their emotions, how to be a challenge. That was the stuff that was universal. So when guys hear, you know, I know a lot of guys go, well, I don't want to change myself. I don't want to be this guy that I'm not. It's like, it's not even that. It's like, once you understand the actual principles and rules of what 
attraction actually is with women, not the garbage we've been fed growing up, then you learn the parameters and you morph your personality into those parameters. Like Zara and I probably have completely different game, but we both understand the principles with women. So we can attack it in two different, very different ways, even on certain things. And it can still be successful because this is understanding women. It's not just changing yourself to be some perfect image of a guy like understanding what works with women and then if a girl's ever had any interest in you that's the cool part is like when you develop game if a girl had any interest in you you can actually increase that interest you can make it grow better for you maybe if you've never had a girl interest in you that's a different story there's other things you have to work on but if you've had any girl interested mm. why did it fade out why didn't it work that's part of learning game is you just morph and you become a smarter version of yourself and that's the beauty of being a man is we have other tools in our toolbox that we can use to attract women. Women, if they're not beautiful and smoking hot, they're shit out of luck. I hate to say it. Okay. They can't just be charming, cool, like charismatic to cover their lack of looks, their lack of beauty like men can. Okay. Yeah. So we have an advantage in that field and we give you the right tools that you need in order to succeed with women. Okay, so we're going to go over the coaching courses that we have. We have a coaching lesson, coaching seminar for you guys. Okay, we had two dates set up, January 3rd, which was a Wednesday, and January 7th, which was a Sunday. Now, due to the consensus of people messaging us and emailing us, the day that fits and the day we chose due to other people's schedule is going to be January 3rd, Wednesday at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Okay, Pacific it, Standard Time, 10 mm -hmm. p.m. Eastern Time. Um, right? Five, so five straight weeks. It's going to be, yeah, Wednesday. Wednesdays seem to work out better for the guys. Uh, those of you that said Sunday, um, you know, we were debating back and forth. If you can't make the Wednesday, no problem. We can either give you your, your deposit back or get you in on the next one. And if you are a guy, now that we have some spots open for Wednesday, if you want, if you can make Wednesdays work, email us, uh, you know, myself at support at textingprints.com or czar at czar of dating at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Instagram as well, czar of dating and the texting prints. Yeah. And if Wednesdays don't work for you, but you're still interested, let us know because we'll get you on a wait list for when we are announce our next days and times or if. If we get a crazy amount of interest for both, maybe we could swing that, but that might be a lot of work to do Sundays and Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. So, um, but as of right now, it's going to be Wednesdays. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll get in contact with everyone else that has already expressed interest, but could only do Sunday. Yeah. We still have several spots available. If anyone's interested, we have a payment plan you guys can do. Uh, what do you guys get out of this? You get all of our courses and eBooks for free. Okay, with the value we give you, you can't lose, fellas. So it's definitely worth it. We only have a reserved amount of seats because we don't we'll want never you guys do, to well, be diluted. At least right now, we're not going to do over 10 guys. So, you know, exactly. If, yeah, we're not trying to compile them all into one. It's just 10 or less guys for sure. So you can really get we can get to know you and really get your situation figured out. Yeah, that way you guys aren't as diluted. There's a Q&A. You can ask us any questions you want. And we're going to go over the secrets on how to make a woman fall in love with you, how to make her submit to you, 
how to make her treat you like a king, how to make her chase you, how to make sure you get that second date, how to make sure you sleep with her that first night with this exclusive certified G game we're giving you. And you have the texting prince who has the best messaging game there is. And I've seen it. So we have a fail-proof system, fellas. If you want to start winning with women, we advise you email us. Okay, because you don't know when this next event is going to happen after January 3rd. But do you want to add anything to that, Texting Prince? Or shall we continue with your dating journey? Yeah, no, we can we can continue with the journey. Just, yeah, excited to meet with mm -hmm. our new uh, group of dudes. Yeah. So I think a great follow-up to this is going to be your beta story. I hope you thought about this because we all have a baiting beta story. Like I said, listen to mine on the last podcast. That was very fucking embarrassing. We all go through it. I think even the texting prince has gone through several. So let's hear one of the most embarrassing stories that you have during your beta male barnacle days. Well, I mean, I have looking back, I did like what I thought was a smooth move with a lot of different women. And it turns out it was just super beta as I used to when I had game in a sense I could you know be witty with women and I thought oh I'm gonna try to keep her on my mind all the time so I would like send girls lyrics of a romantic song be like this song <laughs> makes me think of you every time I hear this I'm thinking of you and I was hoping like she would listen to the song and then she would think of me every time she listens to the song and so like going back through my highlight reel of some of the things that I used to think were like smooth and it was just very cringy. I did that with multiple different women for a while. Um, and then I guess the biggest beta, I mean, it was like a wake, it was the biggest wake up call I had was with the, the girl from college that at this point, it was like my third or fourth year in college. And I was like relentless on game. I was known as a player. Everybody knew it. And, uh, there's this one girl though, that I was always like, Oh, she's special. Um, she was so hard to get like she would flirt with me, but she was always hard to get. And she knew that if she gave it up too easy, cause I'm a player, you know, so she was smart and, uh, yeah, there was just a period of time for like a, a year and a half where I was trying to game her in a sense. And then when I finally basically had a chance when she didn't have a boyfriend, I changed my game. I changed my charm. I changed everything that the women were attracted to me for. And I tried to basically, show her like i've been a player before but with you it's different i don't want to be a player anymore <laughs> you saved me it was like that type of thing and in my mind i this is where i thought that it was before i really dug into red pill and kind of understand about why women get turned off by guys that are too easy and all that i just thought my biggest thing with her was she would always tell me well adam you're such a player i could never date you she would always tell me that mm -hmm. and so then when I finally had that shot with her, it was me going, well, I won't be a player just like you wanted. And I thought that because I showed my social proof enough by being a player that that would work, but it doesn't matter. Once I got in that interaction with her and it was too easy for her, the challenge was over. She, I mean, strung me along basically. And I ended up seeing her make out with some other guy when she lied to me about why she couldn't hang out. And like that was... Like seeing that in person, that was when I was like, man, I thought I had this game down and there's a whole nother layer to it. Yeah, that's similar to uh, the movie Dumb and Dumber when Lloyd finds out that Harry went out with Mary Swanson and he's 
hiding behind her house and he sees Harry pulling up with Mary out of out of his new Lamborghini and she start, she kissed him and Lloyd just starts throwing up in his mouth <laughs> like he couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, think it's... about that scene. <laughs> Guys, go watch it. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies of all Dumber, time, yeah, too. So. Where he just has like this this gag, like he's throwing up. He just witnessed her kiss him on the on the cheek. It was actually the cheek. Yeah. And uh yeah, we all have uh those beta that military, betrayal, right? the betrayal. And that was and it was that was why I think that was such a I mean, I'm sure I did a lot more beta stuff back way back in the day, but that was one where I thought I actually had the game figured out. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lesson there that it's like the game never ends. Yeah. Not even when you've done your set it up and girls know you're a player and you get other women. It's like the game doesn't end. It's like mm-hmm. any interaction with the women, it's you and her, it's a chess match. And you have to play the right moves to win the game. You can't get lazy. Yeah. Either respect the rules of the game or the game's going to disrespect you. Yep. And it, it, I tell guys, right, and you hear this all the time, texting Prince, I'm tired. I don't want to play the game. Women play too many games. Okay. I'm just going to be myself or I'm going to, I'm going to turn gay. Forget about women. Listen, if you don't play the game, women are going to play it for you and you will lose 99% of the time. It's like starting a, a chess match without your queen on the board. You're going to lose majority of the times, but it's best to no game to have game. Don't be the beta barnacle that says she's been through so much. I'm going to show her I'm different. Don't be that guy. <laughs> okay. Just be you fellas. Don't be, don't be that guy. That's going to show her you're different. Yeah. And that it's, it's, and even more like starting the game without your queen. It's like starting a chess match where you're going up against a chess master and you're not practiced at chess. Like girls these days have been on so many dates. They're mm-hmm. so good at that social interaction that attraction game that so few men can beat them in the chess match that they they can walk all over and beat that's mm-hmm. why when a guy has a backbone my guy understands the game she actually gets to now play a chess match and it's fun for her that's why women love this process like i think about it like this this would be a a lesson i wish i would have learned when i was earlier is that every interaction with a woman to me is like a poker game or a chess match and what I mean by that is that it's what I used to do wrong was I might play the game when I'm meeting a girl at a party and I would play the poker game. And then all of a sudden, once she liked me, I thought the game was over and then I could show her my hand and be like, yeah, I really like you, all that. And just the game was done. But what I know now is that every time I interact with a girl, I don't care how many times I've seen her, we're, we're shuffling those cards and redealing them from scratch. I have to put my best game on to keep winning this game of poker. And by by winning this game of poker, by having her be more into me than I'm into her, having her submit to me, not me submitting to her, by winning that game of poker, she also wins because that's what women want. But when guys get try to rush it, like I used to always try to do, is like I just wanted to speed up the game process so then I could tell her how I really feel. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that with women. It's like, they say it's like, it's a, attraction is a never ending game with women. Mm-hmm. And part of when guys say they don't like the game. Well, I love the game because it forces me to be in the moment with women. You have to be present. You have to be thinking about what you're saying. You have to be thinking about how you're holding your body. And that keeps me engaged in the game. It it makes me have fun. Like when I was still teaching 
is a full job and I was starting this business. I was just grinding so hard every single day, like full-time job, go straight for a couple hours of reading, trying to figure out an online business, all that. When I had dates with women, it became relaxing because I could take my mind out of everything else in the world because I had to be focused on my game of poker. I'm playing with that girl. It brought me back into the moment instead of me always being like, gosh, I should start doing this. I should build an email list. I should you know, add, change the copy on my webpage. Like all these thoughts I would have is like when you get into a game with a woman, it's game time. And that to me is fun. Some guys don't like that. They don't like that they have to be on. Well, I like that. That brings me back into the moment. It makes me actually, okay, I learned all these skills. I have all these tools. Now it's wartime. Now I'm putting the tools that I've developed into play now. And that to me is fun. That's like the do or die, like sink or swim. Let's go. So that part of something that I wish I would have learned earlier with women is like, it's always a game of chess with her. It's always a game of poker. It's, it never ends. It never ends that night. It doesn't end when you sleep with her. It just changes. The game just changes a little bit. I love that you mentioned the word fun. And a lot of guys forgot to have fun, especially with women. They take women too seriously. Fellas, women are supposed to be fun. The game is fun. That's why we enjoy doing this, because when you pass her shit test, when you know why she says something, oh, I've seen this before. I, I, I know what she's trying to do. You understand the game. You know what the next move is on the chessboard. Okay. When she wants to get you emotional, nah, you're not falling for that when she's trying to gaslight you. You know the game. It's fun. To me, it's fun acting indifferent, playing the game with her, her giving you that look like, damn, I can't win with him. He's so mysterious. He's such a lovable asshole. I hate him, but I can't wait to fuck him tonight. Okay, that's the whole point of the game is you guys are forgetting to have fun. And we we have fun with this. We don't get pissed off. We don't get mad. Women are supposed to be fucking fun. That's, that's the point we're trying to make here. So don't take life too seriously. Don't take women too seriously. Yeah, um, something yeah. that I would also go back and tell my earlier self is... And alluding to having that fun part is like challenge women more often. That's what I would have told myself because I grew up with two older brothers. I hung out a lot around a lot of my older brother's friends. So I was a lot of times the smallest guy, the weakest guy. So I had to fight with a big mouth and I had to like stand my ground or I'd get picked on. And so I would have this dynamic with other guys, with my brothers, my brother's friends. And then I would get around women and I would think I would have to be so soft and passive and and just, oh, I, I'm with a woman now. I got to be really respectful and all that stuff. Whereas when I was with my brothers, like if I didn't challenge them and all that, I would die. So I never carried that part into my interactions with women. But I would say for every guy, challenge women more often. For instance, last night when I was with that girl, um, we were talking about what your favorite Christmas movie is. And her, her favorite Christmas movie, she said, was Muppets Christmas, which I honestly haven't seen. Maybe it is good. But you better bet I challenged her completely. I was like, are you serious? Muppets Christmas? You could have picked Elf. You could have picked Home Alone. You could have picked Santa Claus. You picked Muppets favorite Christmas. That's the stuff that naturally comes to me now where it's like you challenge, you have fun. Like that's kind of the inner, the playful dynamic with women. Whereas before I would have been scared to say anything. I would have said, oh, Muppets is your favorite Christmas movie. I would have been implanted in my head. Oh, I'm going to. Uh, get her like a Muppet Christmas present this Christmas like that. I would be doing that in my head while I was all passive 
rather than my natural instinct would be to challenge her and be like, that's crazy. Like if my brother said that Muppet Christmas is his favorite, I'd be like, are you serious? You're crazy. And it's like that interaction. A lot of guys become passive with women as opposed to just being more naturally yourself. How would you treat your brother if you said something like that? How would you treat, you know, like your uh, it's talked about in game a lot, like your bratty little sister, like treating women in that way is way more of a recipe for success than just being passive and, and being soft with women. I have a, another good question. What are the three biggest mistakes men make when it comes to going out on that first date? Or what were some of the mistakes you made when you used to go out on first dates with women? Where they didn't want a second date or they just weren't feeling it? Were you the guy that would pull their chair out? do all these nice things for her, open the car door, take her to nice restaurants. That's what I mean. Like, what are the biggest mistakes men make on that first date with a girl? I would say, honestly, the biggest mistake is how most men set up dates. The interaction of even getting to that date of constantly hounding a girl or always trying to ask her out rather than being smarter about it, waiting to see an interest sign from her and then asking, like, when are you free next week? Like, I see a lot of guys rush to get the date and so in that whole frantic moment, they already are more pot committed and women know that on the opposite end. So everything becomes harder. She knows she can flake if she wants to. Mm -hmm. So I would say setting up the date is probably the biggest mistake most guys make. Just the whole process of when you meet a girl, how you're playing it to setting it up. Um, another mistake would be... Uh, I remember I used to get in my head so much and I would think about how I could make this date so good for the girl. And I would think about like, what's she going to think if she shows up to this restaurant? What's she going to think if, and if I could snap my fingers, I know it's not as easy as this, but if I could go back and be like, guys, it's kind of like sex with women. It's like, if you're having fun, she's having fun. That's kind of an overall dynamic of, of with, with women with sex. It's like, if you're enjoying yourself, she's enjoying you. So I would set up date like guys be more comfortable on dates. Like don't work to impress her on the date. Try to make her impress you. And I know that's not easy to just hear and do necessarily, but it's a slight mindset shift where before I would think this girl's giving me her time. This is all about her. I have to make sure that she has a good experience. I have to make sure she's comfortable. I have to do all of these things. Whereas now my mindset is like, I'm a busy guy. Like she snuck a date out of me. All right, we're going to show up on this date and she better be interesting. She better have something to offer me or why am I wasting my time? And that that's the mindset that you want to get to. But I know it's not easy because I used to go through all the, where I would worry so much about women. It's like, try to plan a date that you're comfortable. You're going to have a good time at, and she will be more likely to have a good time too, just by your easing energy. Mm -hmm. Good. I, I like that response. I'll add as well. Never give boyfriend vibes that first date. Never reveal your cards too early. I used to do that, which was a, a major mistake. Be a little mysterious, fellas. Okay. Ask her questions. Don't be the guy that opens the car door for her, pulls her chair back, taking her out to nice restaurants. Those were some of my biggest mistakes. And I think, I think we've all been there. Um, Oh, actually, so yeah. with along with that, yeah, that's a good uh, a good point there with um, uh, okay, the first thing you just said. 
you said boyfriend vibes or never reveal yes, boyfriend yeah. vibe never reveal the poker it's like that chess match poker game with women is um what i learned now like what i used to think when i was going out with girls is i was like i want to show her all the signs that i'm a guy that doesn't just want to date around i want to show her that i'm a guy that just like zara said basically boyfriend material i would try to plant that in whatever way i could like asking her what she's looking for and you know saying like oh online dating's tough right wouldn't it be i used to try to think that position myself as boyfriend material was a good game plan whereas now it's a hundred percent better to position yourself is you're meeting this girl and you're both just on your journey. Just like, Hey, we're just met up at this bar. See if we like each other and we're going to move on our separate ways. Like that's the mindset I expect now. It's like, Oh, we're just two travelers that randomly met up at this bar and we're just getting to know each other. If there's anything there, maybe we'll hang out again, but and more than likely we're just gonna have a good night together and be on our way. Like that's the mindset that, I would try to exude now versus trying to set the parameters of is she seeing other guys? Uh, where's this going? All that stuff. It's like more be that be that friendly, that friendly traveler that is no strings attached. Like we're just getting to know each other and see where it goes from there. Yeah, that's the mentality I think men need to go into the dating scene with is don't have any expectations. You are the prize, not her. Don't put her up on a pedestal. It's not whether or not she's going to like you. It's whether or not she it's not whether or not you're going it's not whether or not she's going to like you it's whether or not you're going to like her she has to yeah. she has to impress you so go in with go in go in with that mentality uh one of the last questions i wanted to ask you because i think we're going to end here is what do you think is the biggest issue with men and women today especially when it comes to dating what have you noticed over the past let's say 15 years of learning game, dating women, and what you see going on in the world. Also, the different energy levels that men have, women have. Maybe women are going more into their masculine. Men are going more into their feminine. Like, what do you think is is the biggest issue today? Well, I think if anyone digs deep enough, the biggest issue is the incentive for men to get married these days is very small because of how much risk a man gets put into. So leading that that used to be the end goal for a lot of guys is to get that one girl live happily ever after. That end goal is so risky that there's a lot more guys now that are just like, yeah, there's no reason to try to learn game now, right? There's my happy ever after is already taken away in a sense. So I see that as like if you dig through all the crap of the world, like the incentive for men to get married is way too small right now. The laws need to be rewrote and changed to put more um skin in the game for women so they can't just marry a guy and take off and take his things um and then obviously with dating apps social media uh the amount of attention women can get is so vast these days and for men you really can't get that attention unless you're you were born as a chatter tyrone or you work and create that in your life so it takes a lot longer for men to get that mm -hmm. So we're seeing a disparity of so many younger women going out on so many dates with so many different guys that the average guy has no game in a sense. So these women can play chess with them all day long and beat them mm -hmm. at their own game. So I think that it's getting so lopsided that women so rarely find a guy that can keep up with them in the chess match of game 
that they keep going for the guys, the top 10% or top 20% of men that can, and that becomes a challenge for women. They have fun, they're engaged, but all of the other bottom 80% of men are just dropping out of the game. They're getting so little practice or they're just giving up that, uh, I think it's just very lopsided. And, and I guess the positive light in that is that when you do have some game as a guy, most girls are used to such betas and such simps that when you have some game, a girl goes, this is different than Mm -hmm. 90% of the guys that I meet. Mm -hmm. And that keeps her intrigued, engaged. And so it's like when you have a little bit of game, it goes a long way in today's world because most girls get what they want from most guys. But when you put that challenge up and you kind of show you have a backbone, you can actually stand out a lot easier now than you could before. But you have to be willing to to try and, and learn a little bit to uh, take you a long way. I love that. All you need is a little bit of a little bit of game. And the woman already sees you as someone different. Yeah, because so there's so many beta males out there. There's so many simps. There's so many men that don't have a backbone anymore that will take anything they can get. But when they meet that guy that is willing to walk away with net, without tolerating any type of disrespect, he's willing to walk away from a bad situation, doesn't matter how beautiful this girl is, or the guy that just has a little bit of game like you said, okay, where because it, it's so rare for a woman to meet a guy that has any game or any backbone, or any masculine energy. So it can work to your favor. Even during the Great Depression, there were still people making money. There's always a positive that you can find in a negative, where it can work towards your advantage. Same thing in, in today's modern dating era, right? There's so many beta males out there. There's so many simps out there. Yes, you know, the women have changed. I understand that because of the societal views and social media, but it can work to your favor. If you're the guy that at least has a little bit of game and you're improving yourself, you're learning more game, you're going to be successful with women. You're going to win with women. Yeah. Okay. And, and when you think about the numbers in a different way, it's like, yeah, some guys will go, well, then I'll never have a chance competing with the Chad and Tyrones or the top 10 or 20% of mm-hmm. the world. It's like, Man, the guys that can get women on demand, like I can get women on demand. If I have online dating apps or whatever, I can get women on demand. Well, at this point in my life, I get like that girl last night, man, we were Mm -hmm. up way too late. I can hang out with a maximum of two to three different women a week and a maximum now. In my younger years, I could get a different girl each day of the week if I wanted and keep up with that. Mm -hmm. But there's only so many, there's only so many uh, I mean, these women that are, are waiting for the Chad and Tyrones in your town, it's like those guys can only handle so many women anyway. That's yeah. why I say it's just a little bit of game takes you such a long way today. And then when you see that little ga- bit of game works, that's when you get that addiction to like, wow, this is so cool. I did something different. It worked better. And then you go, wow. And then you're bought in. And once you're committed and you're bought in, it's just a matter of time before you wake up one day and you're like a natural in a sense because it was it didn't feel like work. It was fun. You're like, wow, this journey is actually exciting. This new thing I read, holy cow, this is a whole new way I can play it that I didn't mm-hmm. even know before. Yeah, our success rate is very high when it comes to women. If you, if we go out with a girl, our success rate will probably be a 9 out of 10, sealing the deal that night. That's how good our game has become. But if you guys even just have a little bit of, a little bit of game, you can probably 
your success rate can be a five out of 10. Okay. That's why it's important to learn the game. Make sure you guys sign up for our coaching lesson, sign up for our seminar, be out on the lookout for any more we have in the future. We might not, you never know, but sign up for this one coming up January 3rd. I want to thank the texting Prince for giving us his story, his knowledge as well. I want you guys to never be ashamed with the position you're in now, as long as you're bettering yourself and you're trying to make a difference. This is what we're here for, fellas. We've been in your shoes. The texting prince has been in your shoes. I've been in your shoes. There's no shame to that. If you need help, get the right help. Get the right guidance. Make sure you follow the texting prince on Instagram, texting prince. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, czar of dating. Support us. Share this Spotify. Share this podcast on Apple Music everywhere you can. Let your friends know about it. The beta male barnacles that need to learn game. Put them on this podcast, okay? Get our names out there. We do this for you guys, and we're not going to stop. Yeah, and that I, I want to leave with that too, with the the shame parts. Like, this is one of the most personal. I think it's one of the most personal things for me. Like I said, when I was learning this stuff in college, I would hide it. I would lock my door. I would put a different cover over the book because it's not something no one likes to admit that they need help with women. But the thing is, no guy grows up learning women. But like mm -hmm. most dads don't teach it. You never get taught it in school. You got to learn it somewhere. And so they, there's absolutely no shame, no matter where you are now. Like it's just the same with me. When I'm learning something new now and I'm 35 coming in learning something, I don't mm -hmm. I, I don't care that I'm a beginner. If I'm learning how to learn how to write copyright, you know, copywriting, I don't care if I learn from a 22 year old that has more experience than me. I'm just like, hey, teach me what you know. I would love to hear it. Thank you. Awesome. And it's like, this is just with, with anything else. It just happens to be one that every guy always wants to get better at, but very few men, um, I would say, take the courage to actually dig in and try to learn this stuff. But when you do, it's there's not it's there's not much better skill you can learn when you know how to interact with people because learning game also helps you get treated better with other guys learning just dynamics, communication, all that, and just having that backbone to not get walked all over. Yeah, we can't save everyone, Adam. I learned that a long time ago. We can't save everyone. There are certain beta males that are going to remain beta males. They're never going to escape the beta mind programming. That's all good. We only want the men that really want to escape that beta mind programming that's been instilled in you since birth because men have been programmed for failure since birth, and that's the God's honest truth. I've been there before believing in these beta ideologies. It wasn't until we got hurt by a woman going through heartbreak where we wanted a change. We wanted to become better. We wanted to make sure that never happens to us again. That's when I started learning pickup. I'm sure that's when you started learning is going through that hurt, that heartbreak. That's what turned men into pickup artists. That's what turned men into the red pill. That's what turned men into learning game. So if you haven't gotten your heart broken, fellas, I advise you go out and get your heart broken. Take a risk. Take a chance because it will turn you into a savage. Turn that pain into purpose. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. Adam, thank you once again. I know you had a long night, but thank you for doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'll get okay. some good rest tonight. <laughs> yeah. Next next week, we're going to discuss the evil nature of women. The psychology of women, the evil, spiteful nature of these beautiful women. So stay <laughs> tuned for that one. Okay, guys, thank you for supporting us. Thanks, guys.